Crispy. I just slapped my arm hard that time. <laughs> I, have to, I have to hold the mic up. Oh yeah, but here we are. Dude, I'll buy you. I'll buy you a boom arm. I I, like 10. I can get one. It's fine. It's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just got a new desk. Eighty dollar Amazon oh, hell yeah. desk. L shape. It's dude. Bomb. I've been thinking about getting an L shaped desk. It's bomb. I need one in the worst way. My desk that I have right now is dusty as hell. Yeah. Well, because I had the same desk since, like, high school, and I thought, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I feel bad because I just left it on the road. I'm like, but then I got this one. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's the same material, and I bought this for $80. So, like, I don't. Yeah, you can get, you can get like, nice desks on Amazon for, like, 100 bucks. Yeah, it's this crazy. This episode brought to you by Amazon. Yeah, Amazon desk. Well, I mean, that's where I buy all my solid color t-shirts now, so. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 you're on your solid color t-shirt kick. Yep, yep, just washed one pink, <laughs> got some, it, it dusted some other shirts a little pink. Uh, so now all your other shirts are like semi-pink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's not great. Um, yeah, this desk that I have now, I think I've even talked about this before, has survived like seven moves. Yeah, see mine, that, that was the same with mine, and then it like lost a bracket and it just it have you have to like rest it against the wall to stand up or also just fall over i'm like it's it just gotta go <laughs> like the one bracket that holds everything together yeah yeah yep. damn uh yeah uh so we both we both experienced some live music this weekend uh you want to go first or me i don't know how much yeah what I mean, did you go see so i saw um a band that I like a lot, like maybe okay. I put in the album. There was, there's their 10 year anniversary of the album in my like top oh. 10 favorite albums of all time. Um, oh shit. Okay. So I went to see them, the, the hotelier, I think that's how you say it. Hotelier. Oh. And they were doing their, um, 10 year anniversary of like, it's, I, I always mix up the, uh, syntax. It's like the home, like no place is there. There is bomb album. holy shit you went to go see them yes yes yeah. so i did i not tell you this did i not send you the picture uh i don't i don't know if you did uh the only reason i'm like so excited is because on this on the previous iteration of this podcast we did uh goodness okay the yeah. album of theirs with like all the naked old people yeah, on the cover that came out after, i really like yeah. that album yeah but the one before that you should check out too because i saw it on their first tour they came through and it was like a crazy lineup for like the time Ooh. it was 2014 it was them tiny moving parts and like modern baseball okay. i think um, oh shit and maybe even fuck what's that other band uh 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 <laughs> another one but yeah it was good but then yeah, i saw them again and you know it was sick they're they're playing with foxing which is another they were doing a uh 
tour of their album of X amount of years. I'm not as big into Foxing, um, but it was it was still cool. Their music's like good on a record, and it translates to being live pretty well. But it's just a little different because mm-hmm. the dude sings in like falsetto like the whole time. Um, yeah, and like doing that for like you know yeah. like thirty dates gets pretty. Yeah, it's it, pretty hard. It was a pretty big venue, um, and yeah, it, it was cool. It was also interesting. Um, the opening band, Glitterer, Glitterer, can't say it, Glitterer. They come <laughs> out, and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize there was another band playing before. And the dude starts singing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy sounds just like the dude from Title Fight. I'm like, is this a like a a joke? And then I overheard some people talking. It it was the it is the dude from Title Fight. It was the bass player. It's his other band because oh. Title Fight broke up. Another, I think their album shed i believe that's the the blue one is another like near perfect album because because mm, i know title I, fight title fight shed i think people really like um hyperview in floral yeah, green looks like that's their like latest or their last album yeah um and they yeah i think they broke oh, okay, up like yeah. 2017 or something but i'm like no way this dude's just copying the dude from title fight just like his the way he's like <laughs> singing and like moving around and playing the bass guitar um so that was cool um but yeah it was it was nice i'd say first show down here i, I like i said i almost saw the dwarves but it was like 35 dollars at a dive bar i'm like not paying nah i'm sorry well how big was, how big was this venue pretty big i'd say yeah had an like, like a, uh, I'd say maybe like the section minus a hundred people, maybe. Okay, okay, that's not yeah that that's a pretty decently yeah, sized which venue. is like the limit of like what I like to see for that type of music. Um, but, yeah, anything bigger that was it like standing room? I'm assuming it was like standing room yeah, only. Yeah, but there was like an yeah, upstairs, yeah. so you you it had like a like you could stand around upstairs and look down, kind of like mm. you know like Tony Monroe ish. Yeah, 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 like yeah. that, but a little kind of like, like a mezzanine type. Yeah, deal. but a little more narrow. I, I don't know. It's it's it it, it was it was interesting. Um, oh yeah, one more thing on this before we can talk about. It. But yeah, I was gonna say I enjoyed it. The pit was a little weak. I don't go in the pit, but it was kind of like goofy. Hmm. People are just kind of like giggling and shoving. And I know we've had a lot of yeah. That was a lot of that was my next discussion. question. Was gonna be about the pit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was like I mean that type of show isn't. Like when when I saw it in 2014, like we, me and all my buddies were like in there, like singing the songs and stuff. And like I, I was singing and like moving, but I wasn't in there. And like foxing really isn't the band where you're like shoving people around either. It's more of like you just yeah. sit there and listen with your alt girlfriend, boyfriend, hold hands. Yeah. Um, but the last thing is, so we're waiting to get in, and this dude is like peddling his music outside, like kid, probably like. 23 ish hard to tell um but he's like hey does anybody want to like buy my stuff and nobody was like talking to him so we were like hey like what's like what's up with it like can he tell me about it and he has like these cds and he leads it Uh well first my uh again my i I was with my roommate we'll we'll call her Uh yes um and she was like (laughs) is it any good (laughs) <laughs> is 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 the first is, is the first thing we asked him and and he goes um i hope so we spent 10 grand on these six songs oh and i was like oh like i just felt uncomfortable and i was like oh 
Trying to recoup that, huh? I was like, cool. He's like, I'm like, he's like, yeah, so we're trying to sell it so we can buy a bus to, t- to tour. I'm like, oh, like super cool. Like I like, I respect the, the game, but like the financial literacy of like, I, I mean, I haven't really recorded anything. You can, you can buy consumer grade shit and make a pretty decent record. Not for ten thousand. I was gonna say ten thousand dollars. That has to be a lot of money for six songs. For six songs, ten thousand dollars. I don't know what the math is on that, but um, like how much per song that is calculator. So let's do ten. It's got to be like what, divided like eight, by six. Eighteen hundred ish. One thousand six hundred sixty-six and point six six repeating per song. Yeah, that mean. So I mean I, I guess uh, I, I don't know. know I'm I'm far removed but yeah I don't know the going rate these days I mean I think for like nice studios it's like me I don't know if it's like they do like a lump sum like six songs ten grand like that's just the deal because sometimes it's like it's like hourly where it's like okay well right. you're gonna pay like 150 bucks an hour and then we'll just go until your record's done I wonder if like ten grand for six songs is a better deal than like you know. You're, you're 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 paying for an hour and you're just like fiddling around with with your settings and it's just <laughs> yeah. like oh cool it cost me 150 dollars to like dial in my my ts9 ibanez yeah. tube screamer pedal you know yeah and, and i'm not trying to hate i just feel like you could get a better deal or you could get a yeah. you could spend five grand and then get five grand down on a bus because it's also hard yeah. to sell like a cd we're like we don't have a cd player like can no, we, exactly. <laughs> he's. I was like, well, like, how, how much like do you want for it? Give me a flash drive. And he was like, I'll take anything. I'm like, I don't got cash. You have a, like, cash app or whatnot. And then we're like, is it on Spotify? Can we check it? <laughs> he's like, it is, but like, you could buy it here, and you know, like, it's just. <laughs> but like, I, I I respect the hustle. But it was like, I was like, I thought I was just taken aback by the ten grand for. And, and and he goes it like it, it better be good. It was made by the producer, of uh, the guy who does the albums for Ice Nine Kills. I don't know if you know them. They're like a metalcore band. Um, oh, no, I, I, which, I don't like, know them. Yeah, but, no, uh, no. I mean, know. I knew them in, in 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 high school. They're they're fun. Some some cool guitar work, but it's not. It's uh oh man, there's some interesting imagery with this band. Yeah, no, it's all like murder, like a pig's head, murder based. Um. Oh, he's doing the Freddy Krueger thing. Like yeah, he's no, they're like the, movies. The red and green stripe. Yeah, no, it's, oh, that's kind of cool. I'd say it's like intro to to, to metalcore, like if, like or intro to metal. People who are like, I kind of want to get into the scene because they cover like uh, Adele, <laughs> somebody like you was oh. like their big breakout ish, and then um, oh. they do a nice Maroon Five cover. Baby, I'm praying on you tonight. <laughs> but then they uh add like the screaming in it you know oh, okay it, is it is it kind of like uh i had a cousin that was really into like pop ghost punk yeah and it was like I, a lot I, of like kind of like throw the punk right bands there. but these, okay, these okay. dudes just like tour non-stop like i don't know if they've ever not been on tour but they've got some yeah, cool I mean, stuff. Uh, for yeah. for real, like some of their early stuff isn't bad. But when I saw them, a lot of backing tracks because of the guitar work. They only had one guitar player. I'm like, oh, there's no way they can do that. Um, but I think you kind of have to have a lot of backing tracks on some of these. 
Um, yeah, especially like the more theatrical shit you're doing, yeah. you, need, you probably need a lot more like programming. Yeah. But I, I had a weird experience once where a guy handed me a CD. Like I was I was like drinking a beer at uh, at Bell's and like this dude, he just he, he handed it. He just gave it to me. I don't know what it was about my aura that uh, he just felt like I needed to hear this CD and he just like gave it to me. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I, it felt like uh, like like No Country for Old Men, where like he was the Anton Chigurh, and he's like, how much have you ever lost on a coin toss? <laughs> yep. And you're you like, know, and it's like, all right. I, I, I don't, I think I listened to it like once, and I don't even remember what it was. I think I still have it. Like it's it's one of those... It's one of those things that I, I just keep around. I like I can't throw it away, mm-hmm. but it just like ends up like every time I move, it's just one of those things that ends up in a pile that I put in a tote and move it to my next place. And I never know what to do with it. Yeah. Give it another listen. Maybe it's. Yeah, I might. I might have to do that. Maybe you're sleeping on it. Yeah. But I mean, that, that was pretty much my experience, but it was really good. And you should definitely listen to that um, home like no place is their album. It's crazy. It's very good. It's like yeah. true songwriting. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, reading on the Wikipedia here, it's like you know considered like this emo revival yes. album that like kind of brought it brought emo back from I don't know the brink of like pointlessness or whatever. <laughs> I don't know because like yeah. the history of emo is interesting. Where like it definitely it definitely like had its had its time, and then I don't know did emo die when like party rock anthem came out, and then it was like no, actually we're into like skrillex and electronic music and then emo was still kind of doing its own thing but like the popularity waned and yeah i I feel like as people our age are like getting older and i think we're just getting more and more nostalgic emo is just like coming back in such a big way yeah i mean i'd I'd, I'd call that a good turning point and again we've talked about how skrillex was in that emo band before he was skrillex that's right i keep forgetting that so maybe he's got he's working his the the voodoo doll of, of emo behind behind the scenes <laughs> poking the needles in and all that so yeah he's got the gerard way voodoo doll and he's like <laughs> yeah. yes bring back my chemical romance the time is right yep yep <laughs> and quit and then come back because i think what i can't remember the band from first to last that was the um mm. i think they like even released some new stuff right around when mcr announced that they're going to do a reunion tour so hey who knows? Whatever. Yeah, get that get that bag. Um, yeah, tell me, yeah, about, so I went to yeah, a, tell me about yours. So I went to a show last night. Uh, it was at Bell's. It was sold out, which I haven't been to a sold out show there probably since. Like, usually their garden shows will sell out, but the back bar shows are sadly, like, pretty sparsely attended. Like, I've seen mm-hmm. some of, I've seen some incredible bands in the back bar, and it's just, like, me, the merch people, and then, like, maybe two or three other people that are bored. Right on like a Wednesday night or whatever. But uh yeah, so the band I saw was a local kind of they're, they're kind of like a local celebrity band. Yeah, you were uh, you're saying like, Deep Shag. Okay, you were saying like they're your your local local heroes. Yeah, so uh as far as I can tell, I don't because like they they started in the 90s, I want to say, like late 90s. Um they oh god there's not a ton about them like there's like some youtube videos that are like people uploading the songs uh but they they put out one album called good disguise and the story with this album is that probably 12 years ago i was working at a grocery store 
And one of my former teachers came through my lane and I was like, oh yeah, you know, he was like, you know, just catching up, like, oh, how's it going? Like it had been a few years since I graduated high school. And I said that I was, oh, I'm going to move to uh, Kalamazoo to go to school for, for music. And he said, oh, I used to go to, to Western or, or, or Kalamazoo. And he's mm -hmm. like, I, when I lived there, I lived across the street from this band called Knee Deep Shag. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. He's, I, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I feel like he made it sound like they were bad. Okay. Like maybe he just, he lived across the street from where they rehearsed and maybe it was just like, it just sounds like noise to me. I don't know. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And I didn't really think about it much more than that. Literally like within 24 hours, there was like this big secondhand store where I lived and they had like, you know, a huge movie selection and like CDs, like people would just bring in shit and sell it. And I'd buy like five movies for like 10 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was looking through the CDs and lo and behold, I saw the album Good Disguise by Knee Deep Shag, like in the CD thing. And I was like, this is way too much of a coincidence for me, like not to buy this album. Like I have to do it because like it was so serendipitous that he talked right. about it and then I found it. And so I grabbed it and it was awesome. It's so good. Like I couldn't believe how good it was. And it. It just, it does sound very, very 90s. I don't know if you listened to what I sent you. It's hard sending music to you because if it's not on Spotify, I don't know if you have like the Apple Music app no, on I, your phones. I don't Usually it works. It's like, yeah, but it sounds like it's up your alley. Funk rock based. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty much. That sounds you. Yeah. That sounds like you. Yeah. Very, just like very tight songwriting, like really like hooky riffs and and like melodic stuff it's just it's super catchy they're it's like they're all earworms that just get stuck in your head mm -hmm. and the vocalist is also like he has a pretty distinct style and uh it, I, I keep thinking of like early early maroon five that sort of like that funkiness but it's still sort of rooted with like organic instruments when it gets cold like, outside know. and i got nobody to love <laughs> oh god what were they what were they before maroon five again oh like a photo something flowers yeah flower flowers for algernon <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> that's what happened to adam levine <laughs> <laughs> right but uh yeah so I, I was at the show and it was sold out which was kind of cool okay i was gonna uh, the, ask the if there's band, a good amount of people who showed up oh yeah uh, I actually was a hero for some lady. Uh, um, I was uh, I was kind of sitting in the the little atrium area while people were lined up for the show, and they were like kind of scanning people's tickets. They don't do physical tickets anymore, which bumps me out. I like collecting same like, yeah. physical tickets. I have like I have tickets dating back to like 2005, like going to concerts with my dad. But uh, they were like kind of scanning the tickets, and there's this guy in line who. I don't know if he got stood up or his friend couldn't make it or what the deal was, but he basically was like, yeah, I've got two tickets, but uh, it's just me. So they scanned him in and I, I was just kind of like, people were filing in. So I was like sitting out in the area and this lady shows up probably in her like mid fifties and she's like, Oh yeah, you know, I didn't know the show was sold out. You know, if you know anyone who's selling a ticket are you selling a ticket, kind of like, ha ha. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's a guy in there that I know for sure has like a spare ticket. And so, uh, one of the, uh, security people or like the, uh, the, the, empl like the employees there, like that I knew I went up to her and I was like, Hey, this lady's looking for a ticket. And I know that dude in there, like the dude wearing shorts has an extra one. So she went and got him and like 
lady got a ticket from him and was able to go to the show. So Look I was like, you. I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm doing my part. You're doing your car your your karmic debts. Something, yeah, and I think that's good. That's what is on that's the horizon. What made me get home safe. Is <laughs> <laughs> it was it nasty weather up there? Uh, or just, it wasn't just too dark, bad. Just dark at night. It was. It's dark at night. It's yeah. dark at night. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the opening band uh, was a band called Domestic Problems, and I guess they're like another band that has been around forever. Domestic Problems. Like, yeah, they were much more like. They had a horn section, which was really nice. Okay. They had like a. A sax player and a trumpet player um but they're like another like late 90s yeah 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 yeah. 97 summer in the sandbox 96 yeah they've been around forever but uh were they also they from opened... kalamazoo i think so i think kalamazoo just like pumps out decent music for it's a small oh, it, says, it says grand rapids but i think a okay. lot of them are i think a yeah. lot of them are you know, they, yeah. they they bounce back and forth. For the size of Kalamazoo, though, a lot of stuff comes out there, of it. There's and a I, scene there, and I think, I mean, having the two colleges there helps. And obviously, the like the music school at Western is pretty decent. Um, yeah, I know it's better than most state schools, um, but that doesn't always yeah. mean that they're making that people are making good music. They might just be going there to like play the cello or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the school of music there is is like intense. Like I tried to audition there on guitar and like they they take on maybe two additional guitar students like a a year. Yeah, no, it's like a legit it's, it's like that competitive. Yeah, all my like instructors growing up, most of them like got like their masters or whatnot from there. Um mm. for like whatever. I think the one dude is like yeah. Yeah, like saxophone, but you have to. It just that's just too. You have you have to be like a savant genius to do that. You do yes, because like that just sounds like so much stress and work to just like. I think I'm gonna learn like oh you know I played like the French horn all throughout high school. Like maybe I'll continue. I was third chair, continue in college, and then you're like <laughs> go like you have to know theory. You have to you have to see the notes as different colors on the sheet music to like under like it's just like it's you have to be uh, it's like a specimen do you love the french horn enough to lock yourself in a practice room for eight hours a day yeah and play it constantly and just like like, learn etudes and sonatas and just like that's all you do is live and breathe like you're like no i just like playing it for the 50 minutes in band class yeah third chair <laughs> yeah hey don't don't knock yeah. down the third chair french horn player i was a i was second chair trombone i you know i trombone i pretty mean, sick. You know, could have gotten first chair a couple times if i had applied myself but you know yeah i was always but yeah i uh not I auditioned first. <laughs> on guitar there and it was like when it came to like sight reading i just like straight up could not oh. like i played trombone forever so i knew bass clef but treble clef i was just like i was so unprepared and basically, it was like you needed to like be reading guitar music. Since <laughs> you, like, you were sound like, 10 like years you old. sound like someone who like just picked up a guitar for the first time. <laughs> They're like, like, "No, I've been playing this for like ten years." And yeah, yeah, I just I could not sight read at all. I mean, let me put it this way: the one kid that I do know that was in the the program there, uh, the band that he's in, played. Uh, he's in a band called the Warren Treaty, which were nominated for a Grammy this year for best new artist. Okay, and. Uh, he was on TV playing guitar with with that band at the uh, the Thanksgiving Day Lions game. Like I, I'm, I'm friends with him on hmm. Instagram. Crazy. And he just sent a picture of like 
his guitar and amplifier in the middle of Forge Field. So <laughs> the type of the type of kid that gets into the school of music there, that's like the level that you have to be at, essentially. Yeah. But uh anyway, the the show was really, really good. Uh, a lot of ah, so many Gen X people there. So many like people in their late forties, like early fifties. Mm-hmm. It was a very pleasant experience. Like it you know, it, it, it was like the audience matched the 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 band and like the vibe where no one was getting like too rowdy because it's not that kind of a show where people get rowdy and like move around a lot i guess Uh and uh it's like uh i went to go see that movie the holdovers like a few months ago and it's like by this like director who does like dramas and like it was like the nicest movie going audience i've ever been to and again same type of people like early 50s gen xers i guess that i guess that's my people spiritually at concerts okay yeah, just, I mean, they're quiet I, and respectful i envision like i w- whenever i go see mustard plug that's kind of the same oh yeah same genre of people because they were down here i didn't end up going but um go say yeah. hi to rick yeah <laughs> yeah if he's <laughs> <laughs> yep um <laughs> but yeah that, that's kind of like that but like the Mustard plug, you'll be skanking. You'll 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 see some yeah. skank, skankers out there. Lots of beer drinking. Another thing I noticed at the show I was at was that like you brought up the type of ages there, and there were some like mm-hmm. it looked like like high schoolers there, as well as people like my age and then into their thirties, like mid to late thirties, I'd say. Mm. Um, which kind of makes sense because like that's the age of the band. I'd say they're like. 30s like 30 to 35 if i had to guess is the people playing yeah um but yeah there, there's some really young kids and like nobody got like drink a drink uh wristband like we were like the only people they, they were going because the line to get in was so long because it's like mad security down here so it just takes yeah. a long time to get in um and they're just going down and everyone's like nope 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 and i'm like yeah well like we'll take two he's like and the guy's like is seriously like nobody gonna have anything because i'm sure that like the the venue wants people to buy their expensive alcohol Um, oh yeah yeah you don't want like are you sure you don't want to drop 15 bucks on a tall boy of pbr yeah like i think i got just like two drinks and it wasn't it actually wasn't bad so i got Mm. just like a like a whiskey coke and it's probably like seven bucks um, oh yeah no that's pretty super reasonable. good and then i just got like a like a double shot um to tie me over for the rest of the show and that was like 14 bucks so seven and seven oh, okay. so seven plus seven plus seven but it was odd i guess i understood I, why the high schoolers weren't because they were like too young but then they were like it is i feel yeah, like alcohol yeah. is like falling off i feel like there's a lot of people now that just like straight up don't drink like they it's not they'd rather good. like They'll they'll do like edibles or they'll or they'll ah. like microdose or whatever. I think that's yeah. It. We got to bring this booze scene back. We, <laughs> we got to get people boozing. We got to get them off the weed, off the hallucinogens. Um, Dude, I'm I feel like a boomer about this, but like w- I am so not interested in in weed. Like every once in like smoking it every once in a while is cool. Like I like having an edible every once in a while, but like. You know, I feel like the type of people that are like that shit on alcohol, like, you know, like that stuff's like poison for your body, man. Like mm-hmm. that, that alcohol is so bad for you. It kills you. Anyway, I had to rip two dabs to even <laughs> get up this morning to like convince myself to go to work. I'm turning I'm you, my I'm pen. turning you to the, to the, uh, the anti-weed crew. I, 
I'm kind of anti-weed. <laughs> I just, I kind of am. Just, My apartment complex smells like it all the that's time. That's the thing, bro. I'm just it's like, just come sm- on. It's so smelly. It's just it's like you, you can't even like you can't get in your car and drive somewhere without like getting blasted. <laughs> you have just like hot. Yeah. And it's just oh. like you ever just talk to someone who's just like too stoned. It's just like, yeah, oh, bro. Uh, all those commercials from the 90s where it's like <laughs> the girl like the melting yeah. deflated. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's kind of what it's like. Yeah. There, there are people that I know that like actively do that all the time. It's crazy. I don't think my body can handle it. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there was a guy that I used to work in the kitchen with. I probably told you this story before, but he's, you know, he lived in Kalamazoo and he's just like, yeah, I was like, you know, hitting my pen, ripping dabs, driving 90 down stadium drive to get into work. Some bitch cut me off. Like, it's like how I would like I would do a dab in the morning and I would die. It would kill me. Yeah, no, I, I would be comatose. Yeah, it just I mean, I mean that's just very kitchen behavior of, of this yes. guy. Um, he was like the most juggalo coded dude I've ever seen. See, now like he's starting he to sound like, a little cool. He sounds kind of like I'd, <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd hear him out. He'd be like, I'm doing this because he, and they'd be like, all right. He was he was funny because he was the kind of guy that would be like, like, yeah, you know, my aunt was in the hospital dying of cancer and I told them that they should, you know, let her smoke some weed and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. they wouldn't let her do it. And so we got her out of that hospital and like I gave her some weed and she's doing better now. Like the kind of di- the kind of guy uh-huh. who's just like thinks he, he he's like smoked himself smarter than everybody else that he knows. And he's just like, these doctors don't know shit. They just need to like <laughs> they need to smoke some green because God put it on the earth for us to smoke. They need some like indica, one of those guys. So, some indica sativa blend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we can hop off because like I, I'm sure the listeners are just mad at us now as, <laughs> as they sit in their room developing schizophrenia from all the, the weed. Um, but, yeah. yeah yes i mean those were i think like we had two productive shows and i mean bells is a, a good venue too I've, I've only been there once but um, the back bar is such a great venue it's like the because they dumped a lot of money when they when they built that back bar they did not like skimp out on the 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 sound equipment and like they have you know I don't know. I don't know if you're a, a like a sound booth watcher when you go to shows. If you ever peep, like the, I'll like the look stuff. in. I'll look in, but I'm not like a a stare. I like oh there it is. I'm like oh let's see what they got. Yeah, they've got like the iPad that has like all the levels on it, and they've got you know all the different screens. So it's like a pretty good system, and uh, yeah, it's a great place to see a show. I'm right. an earplugs guy though. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, ninety percent me of the time I am too. It just depends on the volume of the show. Like this one, I didn't feel like I really needed it. Um, it wasn't too loud. The only thing I didn't like about the venue is it felt weird. And maybe because I'm so used to going to the same couple places for like hundreds mm. of shows, but this literally felt like a. Did you ever go to Zap Zone? Did you ever go to Zap Zone? No, laser, Zap Zone. It just felt like a laser tag place. There was like <laughs> like black lights and neon. And it was kind of dirty. Oh, and yeah. Like metal stairs with metal railings, and it, 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 yeah, it sounds like a like a Craig's Cruisers type. Yeah, place. Ex- exactly. So th- that was that was my only thing. I'm like, oh, but like, again, I saw so many shows at like the Pyramid Scheme and um, mm-hmm. the intersection, and what was the place on the Beltline near near the mall? Orbit Room, shit like that. Um, oh, rest in peace, the Orbit Room. Still there. 
Uh, no, they tore it down. Is they it tore torn? that shit down. Oh no. Oh yeah. So it's just that's, that's just showgirls saw... left. I think I think showgirl oh. stands alone. <laughs> yeah. In that in that like that cratered <laughs> parking lot, one of the parking. worst parking lots of all time. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, bad. It's literally like yeah. It looks like. <laughs> They call that the, the check engine light zone. Yeah, no, I was gonna go <laughs> way bad, but yeah, that's not a good place. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I saw MCR at the Orbit Room like in 2010. I think you mentioned that, which that's that would be pretty sick. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it felt like a small venue for them. It was like four, like probably like two or three years before that they would have sold out Van Andel Arena. Yeah. For like the Black Parade tour, and then they're like, "Yeah, that's all right." Here's our sort of like electronic, alt indie punk record. Ooh. And like I liked it, but I think everyone else oh. was just like, "This isn't Black Parade." Yeah, no, I'd be like play. Uh, I'd I'd be like play the Black Parade, play the Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, all that shit. Um, yeah. What is it? Danger Days looks like. Is Danger the, Days. Yeah. There were some good songs on that. I like okay. the song Scarecrow. There's the one called Na 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 Na. Yeah, that was like which is like a that, like that, a, a pop hit, right? Yeah, that's the kind of music song that's like uh, kind of like how the Black Keys are like Ford commercial music. Mm-hmm. Like Na 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 is yeah. like movie trailer music or or like you know T-Mobile plan Ooh. music. <laughs> T-Mobile plan music. They they could lock down. It seems like everybody's locking down T-Mobile or there's been some like bands getting some Taco Bell ads. Uh, oh, getting. I know like Military Gun, which they were just here last week too. I didn't go to, but they, they're they on that T-Bell, T-Bell game now. Interesting. Yeah. And it's like as a band, you know, the, when there's like dudes outside of venues being like, I spent $10,000 on the six song EP, you know, if Taco Bell comes a knocking you know I'm gonna cash that check. You I'm have gonna to. let you know you know yeah. artist integrity be damned. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna well, to if your, I spent that much money on a record, I'm gonna get that money yeah, back. And, and it's also like your job too. It's not like yeah. you, you need to like live. Yeah, you, you need to be able to buy the Taco Bell. <laughs> um, so I I mean yeah I, I stand with our brothers in arms in the Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell Bad music. Game, yeah. <laughs> um cool. So w- what else do you have? I'm uh, hear me out. What if we moved our topic to like next time and then we can kind of just go on some other things that we have ri- written down today? Is sure. That, is that cuz it's it's already there were like 40 minutes. Yeah, we're in, like 35 right? minutes in. 30, yeah, yeah, we can we can just kind of that's fine. Cause, yeah. I did listen to some one hit wonders like this morning to try to catch up. And a lot of it's like, I was like, oh, I was thinking like alt rock, but a lot of it's like vanilla ice, MC well, hammer. See, yeah. That like I, I was, pop music. I, I was looking at that too. I'm like, okay, there is a lot of, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just a little unprepared. I can just talk about like stuff. Be like, yo, have you heard this one? And be like, oh yeah, yeah I, this I, I totally, I totally remember that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are a lot of like, yeah, like outcast and stuff. Um, so yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, I've got a, can, cu- a couple other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them rip. Music related. Um, yeah. This one isn't music related, but I got tricked. Uh-oh. So I've been like deep. I've been meditating. I've been tra- astral traveling back to the days <laughs> of the Civil War recently. 
oh, and, and, yeah. and thinking about it hard. And I wanted to watch a Civil War documentary. So I, while I've been working, I've been watching this <laughs> this Civil War documentary. Shit's I got wa- tricked. It actually was about states, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm sure you know, I'm, now that I live in the South, no, no, it's like, no. Um, <laughs> no, so I've, I've been watching this one. I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. And then I see like, producers at the end of it i'm like a couple episodes and i'm like ken burns i'm like oh crazy oh. like because this one came out in 2015 and it has like it's like colin powell has all these like legit people in it who are like oh i don't know like um mm-hmm. these generals and these historians and i'm like oh, okay so now i'm like kind of into it. i'm like okay like classic the guy who made like picture documentaries cool you know with like his original yeah. like one in the 90s and I'm watching another episode, and I got tricked. I look at it again, and let me, I wrote it down. The dude's name is Kevin Burns. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Kevin? Any relation? No. Oh. It's so it's just some dude named Kevin Burns making a Civil War doc. Same thing. Oh. It's called like Civil War in color. So they take the pictures and they turn it into color. Or whatever. Oh. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, so maybe this is his brother or some shit talking about General Lee. And I look this dude up. No, it's just some guy named Kevin Burns who likes who made who made it. I'm like, that's got like <laughs> I, I felt completely betrayed. You were like, you gave the uh you gave the film like you know credit. You were like, wow, this this is really good and because it's it's Ken Burns and you're like, yes. wait a minute. I mean, it's that, like Ken Burns with like the the uh, 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 the Groucho Marx glasses and like the nose and the little yeah, mustache. Well, like he's got to be leaning into it, right? Kevin Burns, like he's using that. Which I'm looking up. R.I.P. Kevin Burns. Sorry. Oh, I, did he die? He he has passed, but I I do like it a lot. But I just thought it was crazy that is uh that the names are so similar and they're doing the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh damn! Is Bill O'Reilly part of this? Probably. Okay, wait, hold up. <laughs> the dude did a lot. Maybe, maybe Ken Burns is taken from Kevin Burns here because I'm looking. He did go to his wiki and look at his filmography. There's maybe uh-huh. close to fifty. Yeah, there's a lot on there. on there. Yeah. Never mind. I got tricked though. <laughs> I thought it was Ken Burns. He that- do- Ken Burns does have a brother. Uh, Rick Burns, who is also a documentary filmmaker. And See, that writer. makes sense. You know, like if if, if Big like, Bro can do it, I can do it. Yeah, I I always thought that that was like weird to see like siblings kind of do the same thing, and it's got to be weird when one like blows up well beyond like the other. Like we were talking about uh Mark and David Knopfler. Uh huh. And like Mark is huge, and David is prolific, but. He doesn't have that. He has like the last name recognition, but like it's little brother music. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like your younger brother who's just like, I like, actually, I like David Knopfler more than Mark Knopfler. Don't know why, though. Yeah, no, it's he's younger liar. brother mentality. Um, uh, well, well, how was the actual quality of the doc, though? Was it, it, was, it was pretty good? good? It was fine. I mean, I, they, they do these where they like AI. It was 2015. I don't know how much AI. They said they had like people working on it, but when they change it into color, it just doesn't look as real. Sometimes you're like, eh. yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it it is very interesting. I mean, there's some like biases in there because like one thing they said was uh, 
like you all, of course, the South to be mad. Lincoln only won 39% of the uh, popular vote. And I was like, shit, that's not a lot at all. I'm like, no, yeah, I'd be like, I'd be mad too. And then I looked it up and 39% was still the majority. They just had more parties back then. I'm like, oh, they tricked me again. They tricked me. Like, it wasn't 39, then 61 or whatever the other way, you know. Um, but yeah, it was good. I am looking at Kevin Burns here and he has one called a documentary called Behind the Planet of the Apes, which I might want to watch that because I've been Ooh. into my 1968 Planet of the Apes movie recently. I have never seen the original Planet uh, of the Apes. Well, here's the thing. I've never seen it either, but I've been watching YouTubes on it and, and, and reading about it and building up the courage to watch it. Um, there, I mean, it's considered like a classic. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool premise and they use like crazy... Um, makeup and costumes yeah, yeah, and stuff the, yeah and like it's it's one of those few movies where um the ones that they're making now are still like good oh are they like like I, I mean i haven't seen all of the newer ones but they did like a sort of reboot mm-hmm. in 2011 that i think was like Right, it had like Shia LaBeouf. Rise, in it. rise of the. Uh, n- no, I think it was it was James Franco. James Franco, yes, yeah, yeah. And they're coming out with another one this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're doing like it's it's like all all of the names are funny because it's like Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes and yeah. then Return of the Planet. Like, yeah, okay, Rise of the Planet of the Apes was 2011, and it had yeah, it was James Franco, and then uh, Brian Cox was in this. What the hell? And I then, just yeah, Tom Felton, who was Draco Malfoy from the Harry Potter movies. Let's go. He played he was like evil ape. Uh, he wasn't an evil ape, but he was like one of those guys that like worked at the lab and would like you know abuse the monkeys. So of course, <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure he gets like electrocuted or yeah, some shit. He's the Johnson it, like, and Johnson employee, like putting <laughs> shampoo uh, shampoo on him or whatever. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you, you got to test it on animals. Yeah, uh, well, but but I I think the rest of them are pretty are considered pretty good. Like there's like Rise, and then there's like two or three more. I just have a problem and, with the like computer generated monkeys. It's just like yeah. I it's same same with Avatar. Avatar is funny mm. because it's just goofy, but I don't know if I'm at the point where I can sit there and watch just a completely generated talking monkey <laughs> like i, I don't yeah. know there's, there's, some, there's something about that that um like i i like the uh 2001 space odyssey or the original planet of the apes where they have mm. people yeah yeah because um, i think in the 2011 one it's uh it's andy circus who's uh caesar is like caesar, the main yeah. monkey yeah and um, of course they're gonna get andy circus to do it because he is like the go-to like motion capture guy it's like oh yeah. yeah you were smeagol so like of course you're gonna do this too yeah he's got that 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 vibe but yeah I, I but i mean they also i had would a, be curious to watch that first one yeah no i i do want to watch it and they well they made a remake of it in 2001 i'm pretty sure a remake of the original not mm. like an extension and i'm pretty sure it was directed by tim burton really it yeah. is <gasps> And I remember watching that one as a kid and being freaked out. Um, 
but oh is it good i can't imagine it's good <laughs> see that's the thing i don't know i saw it when i was like <laughs> eight or nine or something like mark Wahlberg is yes the that's that's yes like a young mark or younger <laughs> mark Wahlberg. so damn chris christopherson is in here paul giamatti what a stacked cast right but it, not like a movie you'd think tim burton would be directing right yeah definitely doesn't seem like uh i mean i, I don't I, know his, I his like career is weird but it, yeah no it's just there is it's just like, odd like uh, uh uh i would say everything pretty much up until charlie and the chocolate factory is good and then i think the rest is like extremely hit or miss i think yeah the only one after that maybe the alice in wonderland wasn't horrible but i haven't seen it since 2010 yeah um, i saw that and i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i saw both charlie and the chocolate factory and alice in wonderland like in theaters yeah i never like, i don't think i saw the the charlie and the chocolate factory with johnny depp i think the last one i saw was probably weird. big big fish Mar like look at the the run it's so weird mars attacks the sleepy hollow to planet of the apes to big fish yeah like uh we did uh we did ed wood over on uh there will be duds and ed wood is actually really really good too I like i've seen that like one. it's it's sort of a love letter to this guy ed wood who was like did you have you ever heard of any ed wood movies he did like glenn or glenda or plan nine from outer space oh yeah he okay yeah he's like the the bad movie guy from the 50s where mm -hmm. like like he like glenn or glenda it's about uh like a guy who's like a cross-dresser which spoiler uh ed wood was a cross-dresser like uh -huh. and it does it in this sort of it it it's surprisingly i guess like progressive minded about it about the idea of like men wearing women's clothes for like for like the 1950s it's like it does it in like a surprisingly not like it's because he's homosexual and he's got repressed desires to be with men and like he's a sinner like that kind of shit but then like they didn't have enough footage so the rest of it is like he bought stock footage from other shit mm -hmm. so like half of the movie is just like narration of <laughs> yeah. stock footage because they had to make it like an hour and a half so it's like it's like a very very mixed bag that doesn't really make a ton of sense sounds, but tim burton did a movie about yeah yeah it was it was definitely interesting and i and i feel like cross-dressing in the 50s yeah like you're right it wasn't seen as like a as, as we see it now because you watch these documentaries or period pieces where like dudes in the army will do it for and it's funny right nobody like really bats an yeah. eye at it like i watched like an andy k was it like white white christmas is that the andy k and bing crosby movie? oh yeah 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 um they do it in that and everyone's just like oh like laughing like no one's like sneering at it or anything they just think it's just like oh this is goofy guy in a dress yeah <laughs> like and, and it kind of just ends there um so but yeah uh Wee's big adventure too tim that's burton's first classic that's his first movie yeah. Wee's big adventure is like a perfect movie too it's I, so good yeah it's so funny that that's the one where he's like he goes through the whole tour of the alamo and he's like yes so when do we see the basement? And they're like, and it's like there's there no is basement. no basement. <laughs> yeah, Everyone so, laughs at him. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the large Marge, 
will always oh, yeah. stick the with me shit out of as me. scary. That's the same with the um, like Lord of the Rings Fellowship when Bilbo like turns into the demon out of nowhere. Like, oh, you you do you you don't happen to have that old ring of mine, do you? Yeah, I'd very much yeah. like to touch it. <laughs> yeah, like that shit's crazy. Um, Ugh. But okay, so yeah, we got there from Kevin Burns. So, yes. I'm, but I I learned a lot. I'm sorry to kind of d- disrespect him because I thought he he was a different guy. But looking at his stuff here, he's got a lot <laughs> of stuff, and I might have to watch some. But I just thought that's also like, what are the chances, Kevin and Ken, making like the right. same thing? I don't know. That's my that's my dad and his brother's name, and they're twins. Do they do Civil War docs? Uh. Just reenactments? No, but I would be I would be very curious to see what they would do with the Civil War <laughs> documentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, did you watch the Grammys at all? Did you? Did we talk about oh, the Grammys? No, we didn't. I was going to ask you. I didn't. And the only thing I saw because I'm a I don't like the Grammys. I think they're dumb. I don't. I don't even think I'd go if I was nominated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, for whatever I might. But like, didn't Taylor Swift win Album of the Year with an album that didn't come out last year? That's that. that that's what I heard. Um, I think Album of the Year. Yeah, it was was Midnight's, which when did, yeah when did Midnight's come out? I see. I just don't know anything about anything. Um, October twenty first, twenty twenty two. So yeah, why is that winning? Like. Why is that? Yeah, why is that in the 2020? I don't because yeah. like I know I know for like the 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 Emmys I think it's like it has to the TV show has to air from like end of May to like end of June the next year like that's the mm-hmm. eligibility window. So I don't for music I don't know what that eligibility window is like when something has to be released to be eligible for like whatever year because it's like these are the Grammys in 2024 for 2023. And it's an album that was released in 2022. It doesn't really make sense yeah. to me. I'm just so far removed from like, I know these names. Yeah. Taylor Swift, Lana Del Rey, Olivia Rodrigo, SZA, Phoebe Bridgeau, Baker. <laughs> like I know all there's, that. Ooh, my, there's some, there's some drama Cyrus. with that band. Which one? the the boy genius with uh, like Phoebe Bridgers and it's, like that of course there is man like, like, we've, like we've gone she, through this <laughs> she's not getting any more airtime with her it's a this is a, a technique it's to stay stay in the news stay relevant yes yes um, yeah she like unfollowed everybody on Instagram like deleted all of her posts and then like has like the default gray how old like, is person this, how old is this person <laughs> I think she's 40s. She's under 30. Oh, Phoebe? under 30? She's, oh, yeah. man. She's like I was going to say 42. I was going to say 42. <laughs> She's 29. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I I feel like there's like going to be uh a tide turning against her. I feel like she's been on top for too long. Yeah, and we're going to be the like, we're going to be the vanguard. There's going to be, like, someone's going to have, like, an iPhone notes app allegation about her, and it's going to be all over. I just don't understand why you want to be famous. 
Like, why do you want to be in? It sounds in a, awful. I just want the cash, you know, like the cash and the ability to like create something cool. But I don't want to like be like, I don't have an Instagram. If I ever have to make an Instagram, it's over. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's like so, something went something went wrong. Um, dude, I literally yeah. thought she was like in her 40s. I don't know why she doesn't look that old. Um, well, she kind of she kind of has like a, a a cringe millennial sense of of humor. So like you could almost see her being like like one of those elder millennials that doesn't really get how the internet works. So just like manufactures all this drama and like attention seeking shit. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. 29. But uh, I always respect like artists, you know, musicians or people in film that are like guarded about that kind of shit like i i i think a lot of it is with like authors like you know cormac mccarthy like very 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 seldom did like any sort of interviews any sort of press and i was like i kind of like that i kind of like it when i don't know every little detail and thought and opinion of like an artist because i feel like it makes them go crazy yeah, and it's just it's cool to know that they're making it because they like it, and they're making it for yeah. them, themselves. They're not yeah. um, making it for any other person or influence. Um, yeah, there's like an mean, authenticity to it. Yeah, is, is is there any like stickouts from the Grammy that you wanted to talk about? Uh, uh, we watched some of it just because it was like it was on. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, because like we watched some of the Emmys, and we're gonna yeah, watch the did. Oscars in March coming out. So yeah, I, I, I kind of like the to, Emmys part of it. I like well, I like watching some of these just to kind of see what's going on. The only stick out things that I can think of was that uh, Tracy Chapman did Fast oh, Car I did see that. live, yeah, and people were like freaking out about with, that with the Country Boy. Yeah, and there's a, there was some discourse about that, but uh, like what? listening, it was good, right? I thought it was fine. And what I think what was really nice about the performance was that, uh, so it starts out with her, she's like, she kind of takes the lead, she starts the song, and they kind of trade verses, and he looks, like, genuinely, like, starstruck, and just, like, in awe that she's there. Yeah, he, yeah and, I, thought, I thought he looked a little, like, nervous, and yeah, like, this is so cool sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I just thought it was a really nice moment for him to, like, geek out about it so remember when we were driving driving in your car <laughs> sorry i just looked at the message that you sent me phoebe in the 29 <laughs> yeah um, i'm gonna i'm gonna see that later like devoid of context and i'm just gonna laugh <laughs> <laughs> i'm just scrolling uh, but through. Yeah, that was a really nice moment oh, uh the only thing i want to say on my end was jack Ant- antonoff oh now he's I'm, everywhere like ever since I'm sick of this dude you because like, he's he, he's always been around right but you were uh-huh. the one who introduced me to him more and how much he is in everything yes. i mean is he just the is is he the orchestrator behind all all pop music yes he is he is he is like the producer now for everybody's records they why don't they just hand everything to him and is he a weirdo? He, did. he won a Grammy this year. I hope because doesn't he just like make? I'm, I'm sure he doesn't write the songs, but I'm sure he's like. Yeah, make, he's like producer. Yeah, I'm sure he is one Grammy producer of the year. Won it this year. Won it last year. 
didn't win it 2020 because he does taylor swift right yeah so i think when when taylor swift kind of started doing her like i'm gonna make an album of down tempo piano music and all the tracks are going to be in lower case because i'm i'm deep and moody i think he was like the guy that was that kind of helped her get into that direction like yeah he, he is like the indie they should guy. just give it to him for the next 10 years because i'm looking at <laughs> taylor swift 1975 lord saint vincent florence and the machine lana del rey all these people that are still pretty relevant right yeah yeah i mean the people who aren't as much i don't know who kevin abstract is carly ray jepson i don't think she's making any more hits the chicks yeah. aka the dixie the chicks dixie chicks they're popular Tegan and Sarah are good, but are they still making yeah. music? I don't know. I I don't know. I haven't heard anything because they were like nineties, right? Early two thousands. I th- I thought they were like early. Tw- I thought they were like twenty ten, maybe two thousand six or something. It says nineteen ninety five to two thousand two background and early work. Tegan and tw- Sarah. Yeah, two thousand two to two thousand eleven oh. is mainstream success. Yeah, I thought it was more like two- okay. They they just have one album I like. I don't really know the name of it, but oh. Um, I mean, I will give Jack Antonoff credit. I did like the... Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I did like the uh, the 1975 album, the Being Funny in a Foreign Language. I don't... I know the, the band, but I, I couldn't name much. There's a couple songs on there that are, are really, really catchy and, and well-produced. But so, uh, he... Like, he did the St. Vincent album, Mass Seduction, and I didn't like that record, like, very much at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's been with Taylor Swift since like 1989. That album. That's crazy. I didn't realize he'd been like her producer since for like a decade now. He's in there. I didn't realize this is interesting. Both twins, Tegan and Sarah, are both gay and married. Whoa. What are the odds of that? So they are they are they siblings? That's what it says. It says they're twins. They're, oh, shit. Speaking of sibling copycats. <laughs> what? It's like, oh, you're gay. I'm gay, too. Oh, I see. I thought you were oh, going to bring gonna in get... a- another gay twin. Oh, n- I was no. like, is there another one out there? Like, that's famous? <laughs> there has to be. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... Oh, okay. Um, They're good, though. They got some good stuff. Yeah, there was, there's like one of their songs that I, was it Get Along? Is that the album? No, that's a video album. Oh, that's in their filmography. There's one of their albums that I remember listening to, and there's like one song that I, I liked quite a bit. But yeah. I'm looking, they, they've definitely got a lot. Um, cool. Did you have any other topics? Um... Not really. Yeah, saw the, saw the Grammys. Um, I don't know. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Did we talk about that? I kind of did. Uh, it was boring. I just ever since our our team, our our pride yeah. and joy got kicked out. I, I, I didn't really care. Yeah, um, I I felt the same way. Usher was funny. He was playing because I've said it before. Usher Confessions was the first CD I ever bought. So oh, really? Yeah, it was like that, and then. Uh, John Mayer, or is it Rooms for Squares? Squares for Rooms? 
Room for squares, yeah, yeah. yeah. Squares for rooms. <laughs> um, no, those it's those the hotelier, two. The uh, square, like there is no home. <laughs> yeah, <room>. no, <laughs> no, yeah. I got that at the uh, Schuler's CD section. So, oh, nice. So that that was cool, and they brought out oh, it was Alicia Keys and Luda. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I I, I feel all like the big hitters. There have been a string of Super Bowl performances that have been just kind of duds, kind of like not really memorable but yeah the the usher one was pretty good i will go on record you can probably guess uh which super bowl halftime i think is the best one of all time jt justin timberlake nah it's prince (laughs) oh really it's so good it rains during purple rain like how can you you can't even you can't even plan that shit it was so perfect I think you're going to know who mine is, and I think I might change your mind. The, the U2 2002. Oh, I, rem- I remember that. Yeah. After that, after that, the, because the, they, they, they do the 9 11 tribute. Oh, did they? What? Have you not, dude, this one will, it'll make you patriotic. And they're not oh. even American. Yeah, like, they're they, like, they're Irish, right? Yeah, yeah. They like, so they're doing, um, like, where the streets have no names, and then they pull up, this huge tarp and it has everybody's name who like died oh. there and it's just like and they got and Bono's running around he's, and he rips off his jacket and it has the American flag sewn inside of it oh my god <laughs> I, I, have you not seen this it's it's, it's crazy um, no I see it on you someone uploaded it to YouTube I mean you describing that kind of gave me chills like yeah, I, I can only imagine just like dirt you'll, like you'll want to pick up an M16 and like go Oh, to war, dude. Uh, we're 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 at an hour, but but like that does remind me of like uh, Toby Keith just died. That's true, and I didn't know any of his music, and then I heard his song "Red, White, and Blue." Yeah, and that, I'm like, that was like the the ass kicking anthem yes. of like I was the Iraq ready. War. I was ready to to <laughs> to fight, dude. When I heard that. <laughs> R.I.P. Again, a bunch of losers online saying, like, good riddance to that warmonger. Hope he died a painful death. I saw a lot of that. Yeah, Um, there was a lot of, like, grave dancing. It's like, what? Which, like, whatever. For Toby Keith? Like, yeah, that guy? That that just tells me that he won. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like, (laughs) it's what? Toby, Toby Keith? But... Um, I think I think in the long line of like war criminals from like the Iraq War and Afghanistan, I think Toby Keith is probably like pretty low on that list. I yeah. would say. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um. But. Yeah. I mean, some of his songs though should have been a cowboy. That song's a banger. I'll have to listen because I like I said I don't know. Like his anything. his peak heyday was like was was like the time period when my mom listened to country music in the car and like we'd be going to like the grocery store or like driving you know to my grandma's house or whatever and i should have been a cowboy it's like i don't know it's it's like that classic like 90s country music that like i I just can't hate okay I, i i grew up in a different world my parents did not let me listen to that Oh, that is a great picture of Bono. <laughs> that, that was my like. <laughs> I might make the my, my my work photo for email. 
Just <laughs> yeah, did. you should do that. <laughs> um, oh, what's what's the other? Should have should have been. I ain't as good as I once was. That was a, that's another good one. How do you like me now? That's a classic. Okay. You had some bangers. I'm gonna say maybe you're a, a Toby Keith guy because I don't know anything. I'm just spam sending you pictures of Bono now. Oh, that's um, so good. <laughs> yeah, as an Alan Jackson guy too, way down yonder in the Chattahoochee. Bono and the, the the Twin Towers. Whoa. Yeah, but it's it's a good performance. Like I said, U2's killer. That's your homework is to watch watch that. I'll watch the the Prince one. Um, Prince one's great. But yes, next time let's talk about our stuff. Don't let me forget to talk about the David Crush song. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So we'll we'll do that next one. But that's like yes. a decent song, right? The David Koresh one? I yeah. Think, oh man, I think I, I listened to it when you sent it to me. But to I, it. I, it's it's it sounds rough, but it's it has like the the keyboard synth on it, and because uh, the story behind it is wild. He's singing about okay. a madman in Waco. That's not him because he's he's fighting as for the like religious leader of the cult. There's two guys going head to head, him and another guy. Oh. And he's calling the other guy the madman. <laughs> it's a diss track. It's a it's a cult diss track. That's it's a very specific genre. Yeah, dude. It. I mean, the story. We can do like ten minutes on the story. Is crazy. There was a bat. Okay. There was a bat that. So they, the the guy I can't remember his name, dug up a dead person and brought him to the house, and they said, David, if you can come over here and rise this person from the dead you can be the leader and then they go and try to do it with like armed with assault rifles and there's a shootout <laughs> this is before wake up this is before any of that but they're like who can raise this person from the dead and they oh dug up a grave and god shit. and then he made the song madman waco and they're like there's like an interview they're like do you think you could raise this like person he's like if he'd let me get there i think i have an opportunity to do that yes i think i could it's crazy <laughs> Listen to the song. Uh, it's awesome. Okay. Okay. Yo, there's like a Netflix doc that just came out uh, from oh. back in March. Really? Waco American Apocalypse. Fuck yeah. Three episodes features real and never before released footage and interviews Ooh. with surviving cult members. I do I do like a good true crime doc there's on no, like HBO. The only crime was the murder that the government, the ATF did against our uh, our brothers down there. I think I'm gonna let the episode end on that. <laughs> I, 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 I got I got like super into to the Waco thing for a while. They just killed yeah. everybody. They burned them. Yeah, I don't I I don't know a ton about. Yeah, <laughs> this is that's this insane. Is your Toby Keith to me, like I'm just. Yeah, I'm just just let me you're, relax. I don't want to like. Go. He had some bangers. <laughs> just listen to the song. It's like didn't we talk about how he originally started? How he recruited people, he was in a band. He was in a band before whatever. Yes, that's right. So he'd that's go right. around to bars and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he looks like a lesser member of Genesis or something. Yes, that's exactly. I think <laughs> he, he said that last time, yeah. Yeah, well, let's let's end it there. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll do some homework. I'll, we'll I'll try make, to watch we'll some make, Waco make. stuff and <laughs> yeah. become yeah. Koresh heads. Yeah, start with Ruby Ridge. That sets it all up and then move to Waco. And then next thing you know, you'll be like, we got to get rid of the ATF. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Okay.
another one in the bank. <laughs> All right. <laughs>